is episode 242 for August 2013. Okay, gang, time for our 15th anniversary call-in show. So let's, we've got more than a dozen people in line, so let's get through them while we got them online. And we're going to start with our buddy Hornacek, who has been quoting us. We, we love his posts, don't we? Hor- we, we Hornacek, Hornacek's the official transcriber of this podcast. He is. And what's going on, Hornacek? How you doing, buddy? Hello. Reporter. You are the very first caller. Oh, welcome. Thank you very much. Oh, my God, I feel so honored. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you can quote yourself. <laughs> you, you, you have to say something funny first. Uh, yeah, I hit it. Uh, uh, <laughs> crazy Town Banana Pants. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. When in doubt, go to the pants. That sounds bad. Oh. <laughs> I, hope, I hope everyone's wearing pants. Yes, mostly. No yes. promises. <laughs> So you got Jr., you got uh, Chris, you got Donovan, and you got Bertoni and myself. Who who you want to aim a question to, or the whole gang? What do you want? Uh, I I'll aim a question at the the whole gang, I guess. Uh, All right, cool. I was going through old issues, trying to find something worthy of a call-in show, like Morbius being eaten by sharks, but <laughs> but I, I couldn't find anything. But I did find an issue uh, that did inspire some uh, anger in me. Uh, Web of Spider-Man Annual number three. Back in 1987. Hmm. Uh, and Access memory files. <laughs> Is that the one where it's everything you want to know about Spidey, but we're afraid to ask? Yes, there's no story in it at all. It's all. I like that extras. one. I guess. I, I remember. I bought this off the off the stand. That's how old I am. Uh, and I mean, especially in 1987, amazing was the wedding, and spectacular was the was the honeymoon. I mean, annuals used to be like a big event, like a big story. And I remember buying this, and I'm reading through it. I'm thinking, oh, the extras must be at the beginning. And I'm looking through, and it's like there's no story at all. And half of the page, half of the issue, is a gallery of Spider-Man's forgotten foes, what, like, like who's who, <laughs> like Drom the Backwards Man and the Mind. Well, the Mind Worm, I guess, but Moon Dog. I mean, they're all Marvel team-up issues foes, and it's it just. I remember feeling really ripped off. So. I was just wondering, what's the last issue, a comic book that you bought that you really felt like ripped off, or like it just <laughs> made you made you angry? Oh, Superior that's Spider-Man a good one. Fifteen. Jr., <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got one. Oh God! There are, I'm trying to think, man. Man, there are, there are, there are so many. I mean, uh, actually, to be honest, uh, uh, the Brian Bendis's Ultimate Spider-Man there. Uh, when I was reading the um, singles, yeah, and the uh, the hobgoblin story when Harry was the hobgoblin, and it took like six issues to tell a story that could have been told in half an issue, you know. And I just remember, you know, sitting reading it on the toilet, and, you know, it's like getting done with, <laughs> you know, getting done getting done with the issue before you know I even got my britches down, and it's like, man, this is a rip off. So uh, that kind of st- that kind of sticks out. Well, in more ways than one. While we're picking on Brian Bendis, I always think of uh, the issue of New Avengers, which was the first part of the collective um, arc where, like, Alpha Flight gets killed off panel. Um, and, uh, the like, the opening, like, three pages are all just, like, panels of, like, some of them are full-page panels of just the Earth, um, one after another. And then, like, the rest of the issue just has so many, like, just, full page panels that you it's like a whole comic book with like maybe 20 panels in it total and it just 
I don't like how Hickman's Avengers, the first two pages are like white background with just black text on them. <laughs> I don't like a credit page, you know? I don't. Stanley used to shove them down the corner with, in real small font. I don't like how Hickman's Avengers gives me the homework assignment of translating half the dialogue. <laughs> it's Superman Kryptonian issue. <laughs> Um, I remember it was either issue 50 or issue 75 of Ultimate, the first Black Cat appearance, and I remember, like, a big deal was made, like, extra pages, extra pages, wow, you guys are getting a bargain for your buck, extra pages, and there was, like, a 10-page sequence of, like, no dialogue of, like, Felicia breaking into somewhere, and that was it. (laughs) One one that JR and I talk about that we both dislike is the uh, Spider-Man miniseries Great Power where he has a girlfriend when he's, like, 15 years old, oh, and she's, yeah. like, Bill for whatever. Oh, I, oh. I, I, I was, uh, was so I creepy. felt very... Well, that was probably, like, two ninety nine or three ninety nine back in the day. Was sleeping with her? And she was, like, this, like, like this, like, soul... God, that was a bad book. Yeah. Wouldn't that be considered statutory rape? Exactly. Yes. Not approved by the Comics Code Authority, statutory rape. <laughs> Craig, you got one? What, what's the one that you uh, feel that you've been gypped on? Well, it, it, it was Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, there have been other the, issues right. where I, I felt like, oh, the story wasn't that great or whatever. But this one, like I said, I, I, I like the extras that used to appear in the annual. But I, I like them being like maybe like 10 or 25 percent of, of, the, of the annual. Right. This one, I was just like reading through it. It's like, okay, here's Aunt May's Borders. Oh, here's Cyclone. Oh, here's uh, Stegron. Well, there is Stegron. The Menfish from Marvel Team Up 14. <laughs> The menfish. The menfish. Oh, there's all. JR, we haven't gotten there yet, have we? <laughs> no, no, we haven't. But we did have the uh, half ba- brother, bastard half brothers of the savage dragon, not too long ago. So <laughs> that annual was Shashan's last appearance until Brand New Day. Oh, it yeah. even has a picture of Shashan in here. And it, and it promises that they're, that we're going to get adventures of single Shashan, which we never got. <laughs> single female Shashan. Artist <laughs> Sexton, we got you on the line. How many years have you been collecting Spider-Man? Uh, I've been collecting since the uh, the eighties. Uh, I, pr- I think my first collected issue was uh, two twenty two of Amazing. Two twenty two. What, what were you doing fifteen years ago when the site went online? Uh, fifteen years ago. <laughs> what year would that have been? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. I would have been. Uh, I would have been working for the government. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ooh, we got Agent Coulson here. Yeah, Agent, Agent Hornacek on the line. And I think I'll ask this to everybody. How did you discover the crawl space in the podcast? I discovered it through uh, SpideyKicksButt.com. Oh, there you hey. go, JR. Hey, hey, another nickel. All right. <laughs> and, and JR, I bought your book. I haven't read it yet, but it just arrived from Amazon, so... Oh, there you go, another dime, another the dime, not a nickel. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I would. I'm, Googling... say, I'm, I'm only one of like several different writers, but I do like how people call it my book. So I, I like that. I am on the back cover, so you know. Yeah, I really should say I bought Jerry Conway's book. I guess since he's the editor, but yeah. <laughs> so you discovered the site through the the Spidey Kicks Bud or the podcast or both? Uh, the site first. I was googling Spider Man, which sounds awful, really, when you. Say it that way, uh, but and I and I just saw a link for Spidey, for Spidey Kicks Bud, and I thought, oh, this looks like an interesting site. And hours later, after reading all kinds of essays and and everything there, and it, there were mentions of the crawl space, and so I followed it there, and that's how I found it. And you're one of our favorite posters on the board. If, and if you're just an audio listener here on the show right now, Hornacek, after we do a podcast, he goes onto our message board and does direct quotes of the podcast. And half of us don't remember saying this stuff, but we're genius because we're funny. <laughs> the best and worst moments. 
best and worst moments because I I'm like, did I say that? That's pretty damn funny. Uh, I, so we just appreciate your post. Oh, it, well, it, thank you. It's gotten Sorry, to the go. point. It's gotten to the point where I start like specifically <laughs> trying to say things with Hornacek in mind. Like <laughs> I'm like writing like my synopsis of a issue. I'm like I'm I'm gonna Hornacek this issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've become a verb. You're yeah, a verb. Nice. Well, thank you for calling in. Anything else you'd like to say to the panel? Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, it's this is a great site. It's a great podcast. I uh, really appreciate it, and I'm uh, so happy to finally get into one of the call-in shows. You're cool. a great start. Appreciate it. Yeah, you started it off quite well. Oh, thank thank you. you, sir. Have a good one. You too, guys. Bye. Bye. Excellent. Very nice. Very nice guy. Nice to put the, some audio to him. Oh, yes, definitely. Boy, how how old is he? I mean, he sounds old. He's he's been, older than you. <laughs> he was working for the government when, like, you know, the yeah. show started. So. Yeah. Kettle, Kettle Black, JR. I mean, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've aged very well. All right, we've got Griffin from the Superiority Podcast. It's nice to have a fellow podcaster on the line, Griffin. Welcome, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. What, uh, what's uh, your question for the panel? Well, before I get to my question, I just wanted to say uh, a little tidbit real quick. Um, I just want to say that uh, the the other reason I was calling in, besides the fact that Bertoni told me to, was that at um, <laughs> Crawlspace has kind of been there on both my best days and also my darkest hour. Oh, that's nice. So uh, knowing that even if I have a horrible day, I can still laugh and rant alongside people that I feel like I know after several years of listening. So before my question, I just wanted to say thanks to you know oh, Brad, Josh, Jr., Don. And everyone in between. Including Chris. Nice Inclu- I was about to say. And Chris. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and the rest are here on Gilligan's Island. Oh, I'm happy we got oh. able to you know, make your day a bit better. Um, well, I've got two questions. The first is pretty quick. Um, does anyone else feel as I do that after reading November's Scarlet Spider Solicit, uh, does anyone else feel that it will be canceled by January and the whole left by it be filled with a new 2099 ongoing? I totally read that into that, too. I was even uh, texting Kevin about that. It, re- it read something like penultimate issue, or it just had the implication like issue 25 Scarlet's the last is it, Are the sales not yeah. doing very well? It's not great. It's just barely above X Factor. And also, if you notice in the new solicitations, Venom was not solicited. Nope. <laughs> Is there yeah. a Marvel book out that has, like, an issue number that's higher than Venom? Because Venom is, like, in the 40s or close to the 40s. Is it, like, with Marvel now, is there a book that has, like, a higher issue number than Venom? X-Factor is over, like, 250. Yeah, but it just got canceled. Yeah, but uh, it's still out. Uh, <laughs> um, Super one stone. I think. There isn't, I don't think. That's that's pretty sad when like Venom has like the highest issue Your number. Forty that is, is peak. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to reboot. We can't count over forty. Is X Factor getting canceled because Peter David's sick? Is that right? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. no he's even addressed that. It's not because he's sick. I, I, there's something going on with X Factor. I, I don't know what. I don't know if Peter David's involved with it, etc. But um, X Factor. They've given him uh, plenty. Of, he's never missed a deadline because he had a stroke. So what uh, a writer. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's fan. He prevails. He's good. So Gr- Griffin, you took it as uh, it's getting canceled, also or rebooted or something. Uh, I, I definitely think it's going to be canceled, but uh, I, I can't help but feel that uh, 2099 is going to come back. I think you will, and anyone going going to fill the whole left by Scarlet. Saying that, saying that for a while. I, yes. I, I, I agree with you. 
So, what's your other question, sir? Uh, my second question is, um, how do you guys think is the best way to apply Peter's grand lesson of great power and great responsibility to everyday life? Ooh, that's a good one. We haven't ever had that one. We're always, <laughs> always, always for protection. <laughs> <laughs> And down for the win. Um, I I don't. I, w- I would like to hear everybody's answer on this one. Actually, always but, behave as if Aunt May is watching you. Yeah. No. <laughs> she doesn't so, yeah. I, I I think generally try to be a nice guy. Try to do things that uh, the average person wouldn't do, or the less thoughtful person wouldn't wouldn't do. Um, Chris or Jr. You got anything that? What, how do you repo- uh, well, have great responsibility in your well, life? Well, I've never had any power or responsibility, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, then that law degree, I mean, that that's not power. That's not power. It's a piece of paper. Yeah. Hmm. JR? Well, I, I guess whenever some burglar runs by you and a security guard tells you to stop him, I guess you stop him. <laughs> I think you always have to, like, assume that you have power... And use the responsibility for your friends and family. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to bring one thing up with that, where there are people who take that, the whole be like Spider-Man and be like Superman way too seriously in the online world. I won't say the name of it, but an employee at a comic company was in a flame war once, and they defended it by saying it was what Spider-Man would do. Because, you know, Spider-Man quips at Jonah. And I remember talking with Don on the phone as we're reading this out loud. And Don's exact words were, Spider-Man's not bleeping real. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, uh, and then, like, another thing. Like, somebody, like, got in a flame war on Facebook on a fan page. The Superman fans, you know, like, last year, they were like, oh, you know, that's fine. I just, I just would expect more from a Superman fan. You know, at one point, you know, we can apply the lessons that these people have taught us, but on another point, as Don says, they're not bleeping real, and we need to take a step back <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. That's good. Griffin, what's your answer to your own question? Um, I believe if you have the power to go and buy a suit that is just all black, that you should not disco dance down the sidewalk. <laughs> I, I think see what, that is see what you're doing there. And if you have the power to, to pull off emo banks too, don't don't punch women in the face. That's <laughs> that's just no. No. Someone didn't like Spider-Man three. Um, <laughs> that's funny. No, gosh, they did no. not. <laughs> <laughs> I like Spider-Man. I was on their show last week, and like, it, there was a lot of Spider-Man three hate. A lot. We don't. Damn. Spider-Man it, three. Like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> it could be worse. Here, this is going to make us feel old, Jr. Gr- Griffin, what were you doing back in 1998 when the site went online? Back in 1998, I was rolling around on the floor, drooling all over myself. <laughs> Hey, me too. Well, well I'm going to be doing that in a few more years myself. That's nothing big. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did, how did you discover the crawl space since it's our 15th anniversary show? Ah, oh, jeez. Um, I think I was I was looking at uh, Spider-Man, evidently three set images, and um, and then I think yours was was one of the links or something that I clicked. I was like, oh, it's uh, all about Spider-Man. Cool, and took it from there. Wow, what year was that? Uh, that was probably oh, oh, 2007. Oh, you said Spider-Man 3. Okay, got it. 
Got it. All right, Griffin. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you, and and uh, for calling Thanks in. Thanks for putting up all the technical. Yeah, it's like it, Yes. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. <laughs> yes, yes. It's my pleasure to cause this. The show. Thank you very much. Thanks. Bye. Good man. Man, the, the the part where you said that we'd be doing five minutes per caller was the funniest part of the show. <laughs> well, he was like the longest because you know he had to do three calls because the people in the green room, you know, like yeah, have it's no not their, eating it's comprehension. Not, it's not their fault. Um, I, the people. We're getting, uh, yeah. we're getting Ryan Reed on the line now. He does the uh, video reviews on the front page. That's prettier than I thought he was. Also, he's prettier. <laughs> wow. Ryan, Hi guys. What's going on, buddy? Not too much. Just keeping the house together, you know. <laughs> uh, that green room's nuts, isn't it? Oh, it has been. I was getting really mad. I mean, the person was doing it, and other people were getting confused, too. I mean, they were like, well, is this the main call? Is the main call? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, the green room, wait, well, just so the listener knows, so I put a little, paint a little picture. The green room houses all the people waiting to call in, and when the green room tries to call me, it interrupts my recording. So that's why we had Griffin on the line for five times. Well, yeah, and like I said, I'm like, uh, and some of us have, you know, things going on in our house that requires of our attention. So we have very limited time, so we kind of want to get in, do our stuff, and go. Exactly. <laughs> Keep the other people happy. <laughs> so, first of all, thanks for the video reviews. I, how do you do that, by the way, with the uh, the green screen behind you? With the images, I, I've always wanted to know. Since I got you online, let's find out. Uh, actually, yeah, um, actually, I learned green screen actually two years ago. Um, I mean, those who don't know, I'm, I, uh, I'm an instructional technologist. Basically, I'm a tech teacher, teaches teachers how to use technology, like from iPads to computers and everything. And we were learning in both iMovie and if anybody uses Final Cut Pro, if you're more of a PC user, um, we basically learn how to do it in movies. Um, use a, a green screen or a blue screen. And basically how it works is you the blue screen or the green screen will let you put a picture on it. It's basically the old drop-in tag, right. if you know what I'm talking about. And, uh-huh. and how that works is if you have the correct lighting, you're not casting too much of a shadow. Um, you're not wearing any colors that are similar to the green or blue screen and everything. You basically just drop your pictures behind you, and then you just adjust the color so you don't get that weird little shimmery effect. I mean, so, it, so did you put, like, a, a green screen behind you, literally, in your house? I uh, don't do believe it or not. I lucked out um, when we bought the house. As, uh, those who don't know, my wife and I finally moved into our own, our own home this summer here, but one of the rooms was a perfect green. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and everybody's like, right, don't you need proper lighting? I'm like, I open up my window shade, my my house faces east, so I get mostly sun. And then my wife and I, we painted one of the other rooms a type of green, too. So when I want to do some minor stuff, I just open the main shades. As long as I'm not too close, I do it. And I uh, usually use my computer um, to just directly uh, just record everything right into there. And then that makes my life a lot easier. <laughs> Some people would hang up a green sheet. You paint your walls. That's the dedication for the contrived. <laughs> well, you know, that's the funny thing, guys. You know, I, I mean, like I said, I, people always ask me, like, wait, Ryan, what is your undergraduate? Like, I was in theater, and they go, oh, that explains everything. You read Spider-Man, you do theater, you do special effects. Everything makes plenty of sense. You're using your power and responsibility for good. Yes, I do. And actually, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> We just talked about power and responsibility in the previous call, so I'm tying that all in. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, 
But anyway, I just want to publicly thank you for that. That's thank you. Great job every week, man. Uh, question for the panel or the group or individuals. Actually, what do I you do have about? a group one here. Um, you know, Mighty, Aven- uh, Mighty Avengers is coming up, and I know um, uh, Alan Earring has really talked about how he's really going to be kind of using more of the superior Spider-Man a little bit more than, you know, Jonathan Hickman has been using him in Avengers. Now, do you believe that they're actually going to probably give Irving a little bit more freedom of what he can do with, you know, Spock as Spider-Man in the book, maybe do anything that might reflect in the main title, or do you think he's going to be limited by Dan Slott's uh, writing itself, kind of like how Chris Yost has been with the recent crossover? I think it's going to, he'll be limited by what Dan Slott's doing, basically, because that's reflected in every other title with Spock in it. I hate that word, Spock. Um, Spock! Yeah. I was very disappointed in your review when you like you you waved the white flag and said, "All right, I'm dropping Peter Puss. I'm joining all you Spockians." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I, you can't fight. You can't fight a rising tide or whatever." But um, I actually have a yeah. funny story behind that. I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> I mean, just Chris Yost writes a book that stars that character every single issue, and he does nothing that um, isn't just shoehorned or what is the word I'm looking for just stuck to what slot um, I'd say probably a little scaffolding with that actually yeah yeah yeah, uh, Hickman's Avengers really hasn't had very many Spock moments, has it? I mean, with the exception of the Cannonball eating the, the food out of or Spider-Man eating Cannonball and Richter's food out of the fridge what has he done? yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, he, he, he talked about those little kids that were in that dome that oh these the, he, I, I even forget what he did talked about uh, what he would do with those little kids but that sounds bad. <laughs> Brad, hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, he just he, he's there to put on the covers, isn't he? I yeah. mean, he really doesn't do anything. And Jonathan Hickman even said when they said when when they officially you know saying oh yeah this oh now we know what happened with Amazing Seven Hundred what you know what are you going to do Jonathan and Hickman just basically respond like um, that's not my book I I have a plan on how to work it out but I. I can't touch it. He, you know, he said a well, record. He can't do anything. And I like Mr. Hickman, but what did he do in the Fantastic Four? Yeah, he, he, he didn't do much. Uh, we don't even know why he left the Fantastic Four. I know. Four. That was never addressed. So, yeah, it's just kind of odd. Yeah, so. it, it's stuff like that. I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, like Mighty Avengers. I mean, you have a nice team on there. You got, you know, you know Spectrum, the former Photon back on there, and you got yes. uh, Blue Marvel, which I'm really happy with, is back in the... Did you read? Uh, you're the only one I've ever heard the Red Blue Marvel. I I, even Blue I didn't Marvel. Look that up. No, was that that a good book? It was a good book. I mean, do you guys know what the story is behind the Blue Marvel? Isn't he a Golden Age hero? Yeah, in a way, he was actually a reflective of what had happened. Was I mean, he was basically working in physics and everything during the uh, late fifties. You know, for and let's face it, you know, an African American kid in science in college in the late fifties, ooh, bad there. And then he got these superpowers, and he went and you know put the mask on. What had happened is he, the the president, which was Kennedy at the time, said, "Oh, take off your mask." And he went, <gasps> "You're African American. You got to stop being it. It's just bad. It's just bad." So <laughs> hot, and basically. <laughs> what, yeah, I know, Don. You're, you're thinking that too. And basically, he decided to okay. You know, for the my, my president said I'll do it, so I'll retire from the superhero. He went on, became a PhD in physics. But then look at what happened in the world after, because he gave up, and he you know he blamed himself for a lot of things he could have prevented happening if he just wouldn't have stepped down. As but Kennedy just like yanked his collar the moment he saw his real face. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. fun. Yeah. 
Well, that's what they were trying to think. He was an upstat guy because he was from this, you know, very well-meaning family and everything. So hmm. it's just, you know, the nice guy. He, he, as they say, he was the original Parker Luck guy. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was a character in like like the like the the Six Forgotten Warriors arc of the '90s show that like had the same kind of thing. He was a black superhero who like the Black yeah, Marvel. Yeah, the Black Marvel. Oh, so it's like it's like a take on that character. Or is like a yeah, basically it's what it was. They even they even joked in the animated series. He's like, why do you think I called myself the Black Marvel? Even yeah, though. right. Like they were like, eh, it's the '90s, folks. Let's be a little bit, you know, cautious racist there. So, yeah. What else you got, Ryan? Any other questions? Um, I mean, uh, right now, I think the only other question I can really think of right now is, do you really think this Hobgoblin story arc is really going to come to a conclusion? I mean, it's been pretty bad. I mean, I've been really mad what they've done with Phil Urich. I mean, I got Spider Girl the way I want Phil Urich. Do you think this is actually going to be a good concluding manner here in the next week or two? You know, I uh, uh, because I've not read the original Green Goblin series, I've always been curious as to people who have read that, what's it like for a character to go from like be, having a whole series as a hero, then you know having a whole series as a villain. And I remember Josh said that like it wasn't out, outside the realm of possibility, having read that series, that he would go from you know being a good guy to a bad guy. And the truth is, I actually have a dark secret. Actually, I'm Brad. I mean, when you started the you know the the you know the, your website 15 years ago back in '98, um, Glenn Greenberg, if you remember him, he was co-writing with uh, J. Michael, you know, J. M. Demantis on uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. They originally right. were going to have the Fifth Goblin be Phil Urich, basically saying how the formula had made him go insane and do it so forth and everything. But they kept getting, and they said, No, no, we can't do it. We'll, we'll ruin all these fans of him liking him as the good guy. Jr., there's your answer. That's My answer to what? Yeah, you've always wondered what the fifth, fifth goblin, who it was going to be. It was going to be Phil Urich. It was. Well, I knew, knew that. Oh, <laughs> hell, I didn't think you knew that. <laughs> no, I knew that. It was, it was uh, starting. Well, I'm the only one that didn't know that. <laughs> it was starting Greenberg's plan, and then Danny Fingeroff, I guess, said, no, we don't want to do that. We want it. That's a big reveal. We don't want to have it happen here, so. And then, yeah, then everything happened. And then, of course, you know, C.B. Sabowski basically said, I'm just going to go back. He picked up that in the Loners series. That was his, He picked up that thing because by then everybody who was yeah. involved was like, oh, you know what, it's been done. Why don't I just go with the original story arc and have him losing his mind? So, <laughs> well, I read the Goblin it, series in the 90s. I, I, I don't think it's that far a stretch. J.R., oh. you read also, if I remember correctly. Wait a minute, which one are we talking about now? The, the 90s DeFalco Green Goblin oh, series. Daddy Chips, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler's saying hi to everybody, by the way. <laughs> Yo, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, did you, did you see my uh, our Spider-Man costume for him this Halloween where he's ready to be Spider-Boy? <laughs> oh, there he goes. Nice. <laughs> he's bringing Daddy Chips. <laughs> JR, is it a stretch for Phil York to become good to bad? I uh, that makes I don't know, I don't think so. No, I didn't think so. I didn't think so either. Ryan, I'm asking everybody this: What year did you discover the crawl space, and what were you doing back in 1998 when we went uh, online? Well, this was, well, I was at uh, I was a fresh, I was a junior at um, NIU, working mm-hmm. on my undergraduate. What had happened is I you know I was actually a regular on the Alvaro Spider-Man message boards. I was going by Venom back then. Okay. And I was uh, I had my own Spider-Man site, but I saw yours, and next thing I knew, I was like visiting regularly, Brad. I mean, then you started the podcast, and I started listening on a regular basis. And when you started doing that, you actually inspired me to start pushing my Spider-Girl section to become more prominent in '98. And then that's cool. Read Spider-Man page came read Spider-Girl page, and then Spider-Girl's world through about 2000 through 2011, uh, 2010 there before I yeah. shut everything down. So I, I miss monthly adventures of May Parker. I, Mayday no. Parker. 
and I, was, I, I, I miss it daily, or monthly. <laughs> and actually, believe it or not, Kelly Sue DeManic, um, you know, who's the um, Captain Marvel in Avengers Assemble, she actually wants that she's bringing back um, Anya back as Spider Girl, but she says I'm going to try to separate her to be her. You know, she's the six 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 one six. You know. Basically, you know, girl Spider Man, but she's like, I, I need to get her away from right. Spider Girl identity because that's nobody likes it that way. They love the character, but they, he, she said right. on record too, it's just, you know, they shouldn't have made her Spider Girl. She kept her as Raina and left it at that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you calling in and everything you do for the site. So thank you very hey, much. You're sir. welcome. I'll see you guys in, uh, on the site here. Have a great time and uh, keep up the good work and happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's see. Sean's laptop crashed. He just texted me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he'll be back in a few minutes. To the average, to the average listener, this is an amazing that we are uh, able to put the show on with the amount of tech support. Tech support, not tech support, but tech problems. But um, let me remove Mr. Ryan. There we go, and let me try to get Don back on the line. <clears throat> So, JR, that probably would have been a uh, more enjoyable storyline if the uh, the fifth goblin would have been Phil Yurik. We've got would have got the storyline that we're getting now, fifteen years ago or twenty years ago. Well, I mean, that was the the whole idea was that Norman was using him out of uh, kind of a spiteful revenge for Phil using the uh, the Harry's Green Goblin equipment. It all kind it all kind of fit in a perverse sort of way. Um, yeah, I agree. Let's see here. But of course, the spider editors have always known better than us. Yeah. <laughs> how how story should go. Well, while we're waiting for Don, let me let me get uh, the panelists. I've been asking the callers this. What JR, what were you doing in 1998? Oh, what did how, I, how did you discover the crawl space? How did I just how did I discover the crawl space? Oh, yeah. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember. It was uh, uh I was I, I probably it was a link off of either um Oh, Spider Fan or uh, Sam Ruby or or something. I'm trying to remember how I discovered it, but it was uh, it was one of those. Well, gee, this is kind of different. I mean, he doesn't have the encyclopedic, you know, um, reference that uh, Sam Ruby does, and doesn't have all these relentless reviews like Spider Fan does. He just has like a lot of weird, <laughs> like a lot of weird toys on here, you know. <laughs> I, well, I tried to find a niche. I tried to find something that somebody else wasn't doing. So, all right, let's see. We've got Don. Welcome back, Don. Sorry. It's <laughs> all right. Just stop Googling when I'm uh, on a, rec- a recorded call. <laughs> Next time we have tech problems, I'm going to go to another panelist and find out how they discovered the crawl space. Is that not a tease or what? Uh, that, that's a terrible <laughs> tease because I don't want people to have technical problems. <laughs> It'll happen. Trust me. <laughs> We're going to uh, have, let's see, uh, Jonathan, he has to go. Where Where did he go? Let's see. Oh, 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 oh. Jonathan Weber, he is Spider Nerd is what I understand. There he is right there. Coming in, Spider Nerd. He's got a big Spider-Man icon for Skype. Fulfilling his namesake. Exactly. Jonathan, Spider Nerd, what's going on, sir? Hey, how's it going, Brad? Hey, going good. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Ohio. Ohio. Cool. What's your question for the panel well, or the individuals? Well, I just want to know, uh, what is your earliest memory of Spider-Man, each of you? <gasps> 
Let's see. Mine, mine was on the Electric Company in the seventies, where Spider-Man had thought balloons that went wow, wow, wow. Yeah, exactly. The, just little thought balloons were over his head. It was a, a show that aired in front of Sesame Street. So probably late seventies is my first Spider-Man memory. Jr., what do you got? What's your first memory? Well, I remember seeing some etchings on a cave wall, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ditko was in a cave. Yeah. <laughs> It could have been Kirby, uh, though. We're not. Sure. It, it probably was either the. Uh, it probably was either uh, the Spider-Man cartoon in the '60s during the '60s, uh, or it was uh, it was a Spider-Man comic book that my mother bought me when I was uh, suffering from a uh, case of strep throat. Uh, one of the two. I don't remember exactly which one, but it was one of those two. Cool. Chris, what's your first spider memory? I'm pretty sure it's actually the daily newspaper strip. Uh, oh, wow. Well, because that's what, you know, would be laying around the house. And nobody, nobody was consciously trying to introduce me to Spider-Man, but I just sort of found him there because he was in the newspaper. And I believe the image that I that I have in my head of what was happening was it was... You know, not a whole lot of plot progression because there never was, but it was just like Spider-Man kissing Mary Jane goodbye and like flying out, like or swinging out of their apartment window. Um, also, early memories I did watch the uh, '60s series and the Amazing Friends series on VHS, and um, I played the Sega Genesis game Spider-Man versus the Kingpin. So, did you ever beat that? Yes, I, that. I have beaten it. How? It's impossible. I came as hard as hell. <laughs> um, well, here, here's the thing. You, you use the, the. It's not that hard until you get to the last level where you have to defuse the bomb, and that requires some timing and right. going by the colors of the keys. And then the kingpin is actually like the hardest boss. Like the the lizard is easy as hell, and like the Sandman yeah, is easy as hell. But like the kingpin will punch Spider-Man, and he'll like fly across the entire screen. Like holy crap! But uh, you have to, like, jump and hit him in the head just right. Um, but, yeah, that's my earliest stuff. Bertone for Spider Experience. That sounds bad. Ah, you cretins. <laughs> All right, let's see. Accessing Bertone memories. Um, okay, Spock. Peter Puss. <laughs> we had this talk before. There is no Spock. Um, it was either at the end of Muppet Babies, a little Spider-Man would, like... You know, oh, yeah. jump on the Marvel thing on the credits. But, I mean, I might have been aware of him even then, because Spider-Man is one of those people that, like, you're just always aware of in one way or another. Um, I had a Spider-Man coloring book before, like, I ever knew anything about Spider-Man. And that, that was, like, back when coloring books had storylines. It was, like, really weird, because I remember, like, the last pages of the coloring book would be... Peter Parker's friends, and I don't remember if they were anyone in particular in there, saying, wow, that was a crazy adventure. Hey, too bad Pete missed it all. And then, like, I remember that they called him Pete instead of Peter. <laughs> Chris, I mean, uh, Don, what was your first one? I think, I feel like I might be in this mixed up. I think it was, like, there was an advertisement for the 90s show, and one magazine, I think it was like a general, like, because, you know, back then when um, they had comics, they would just uh, advertise all the comics and not just, you know, one specific to their uh, comic book company. Like, there was something that, that told me that the 90s show was coming out soon, and it wasn't necessarily that, but I remember going to KB Toys and mm. seeing that Spider-Man toys 
that are based on the 90s show, and remembering, oh, that's, it's that new character that's coming out, Spider-Man, that's new, has never been around before. So I remember thinking that like, Spider-Man was a new character, and having no idea of, like, the, like the, at that time, like, the 30-year history. So, uh, that may have been it, because I remember, like, like, those toys got me excited for the cartoon, which got me into the character. That 90s show brought a lot of people in, didn't it? <laughs> for good or ill. For good or ill. <laughs> Answer your own question. How did it get, how did you get uh, interested in Spider-Man, Jonathan? Well, um, my friend who um, used to live uh, down the street from me, he brought over to my house one day the Spider-Man 2 video game for the GameCube. And I remember okay. um, he was playing that one level w- where he had, like, all the mirrors and stuff, and you had to, like, punch out the mirrors. Oh. Wasn't that a Mysterio level? Yeah, I, I think it was a Myster- yeah. yeah, it was Mysterio. And I remember I hated that level because every... Me too. I remember every time, like, one of those, um, like, little bendy Spider-Man would come out of it, I would always get scared because I was, like, seven years old when this came out. <laughs> um, you know, Spider-Man 2 was a great game, but I never finished it. I never did. Is that Lecture? No, no, no! Spider-Man Two, the movie, the movie game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! That's that's a classic. That's a, that's yeah, like one that's of the a, best Spider-Man games ever. Exactly, and I've never finished it. <laughs> yeah, I managed. I mean, I managed to finish the storyline in about four or, or three or four hours, if I remember correctly. But I never like actually like got got the uh, fifty thousand uh, hero points that it that it wanted me to get, and I'm like, oh. no, I'm not doing that. No, that's for no people. People with no lives. <laughs> well, I am someone with no life. I just decided not to do it. <laughs> not even do that. <laughs> um, I'm asking any other questions, by the way. Um, well, can I just uh, say a few things? No problem. Hit it. All right. Uh-oh. First, first of all, I want to say this to Chris and Bertoni. Uh, you guys are easily. Uh-oh. You guys are so so funny. I I love Bertoni's bios every month, and Chris, your issue recaps for Superior Spider-Man are epic. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Especially the one where you did the little girl's voice. Can you do that for me? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Pinky Penguin. <laughs> Here you go, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man, uh, you were going to let me die because you didn't want to get caught by Dr. Octopus. Why do you hate me, Spider-Man? You know what? I, I, the more I listen to it, the more what I'm envisioning. This sounds like a three-year-old Marilyn Monroe, you know? Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> I hear uh, Mrs. Swan from Mad TV. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, I, both of these guys are awesome. Donovan, Jr. myself, we kind of suck. But otherwise, those two guys hold the show. I'm just kidding. JR, JR, I love spider history. I look forward to it every month. Oh, thank you. At least you're better than the guy who uh, on iTunes who said he didn't like it. That guy's a jerk. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Take that. You know, you know he's listening right now. I know he's listening, and I know he heard that. <laughs> And so how'd you just, what were you doing back in 1998? This will be, it's always fun to hear this. That's when the site went online. Nin- 1998, uh, I was like a toddler, so. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I was much. JR, you had how many kids? <laughs> I just had the one at the time. Yeah, that's funny. And how'd you discover the crawl space, Jonathan? Um, I actually was looking up uh, Spider-Man fan sites. It was actually around uh, Christmas of last year when I was, when I found this site, um, I was looking up reviews for ASM number 700, and I actually found Don's review of the uh, <laughs> of, of the book. Look at that, Don! You brought brought a new one in. Did you manage to read the whole thing? It was pretty long. 
Yeah, I did manage to read the whole thing, and I was impressed. You you are a really good writer, Don. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I was I was impressed. I, I was impressed by your knowledge and by your writing skills. Um, I, I think you said in one episode you have a writing degree. Is that true? Um, well, technically it's an English degree, um, but like it's, it's concentration. Like my my uh, study was concentration in writing. It was English colon writing. Um, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually going into uh, college uh, next week, actually, or no, two weeks from now, and I'm going to be majoring in English as well. So yeah, excellent. Well, well, be careful if you drop your recrudescence and break your velocima too. Uh, I hear that's really nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You know, thesaurus.com the, the the is your best friend for uh, synonyms such as recrudescence or verisimilitude or all that kind of fun uh, te- uh, technical language. Yeah. It's almost like we got Stella on the line again, Don. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm becoming Stella the more I know her. You are Stella. That's what's happening. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> here. All right, Jonathan. Anything else you want to say? Appreciate uh, you calling in, man. Uh, yeah, Brad, you're an awesome host, and uh, I, I appreciate. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the way you moderate the discussions and uh, manage to make this podcast my favorite one by far. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Well, John, have a good rest of the day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thanks, Brad. All right, man. Bye. I feel so flat. All right, nice guy. He went around the horn for compliments. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. That was very nice. Very nice. Let's get somebody on the line that hates us. <laughs> All right, we have Steve we're, Wacker we're, and Dan Slott. Steve Wacker and Dan Slot on a group call. Welcome, fellas. You guys suck. <laughs> All right, we're going to have uh, Andrew on the line. Andrew, what's going on, sir? Not too much. How's it going, guys? Going good. As I we, we were talking in the green room, you're, you um, are a long time long time listener of the show and you're not on the message board so I was asking your handle but you just are a podcast listener right Yeah yeah I just been listening to the podcast a lot it just helps with all my commuting so I really like it Oh you, where where are you calling from uh, I'm in I'm in Canada actually the great white okay. north it's, it's fun Do you have a long commute every day how long you got to go <laughs> <laughs> I, I got about like a 2 hour commute every day to get to work 2 hours Oh where man is this a job you're commuting to, or what, what's the commute about? Yeah, it's a job, and it's it's mostly because I have a bus route to go on instead of actually owning any vehicles. But oh man, I can't imagine. So we I hope we we get you through the commute every day, huh? Oh yeah, definitely. Without you guys, I would be lost. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Well, what's uh, your question for the panel or the panelists? Alrighty, I got just a few questions going. Uh, first one's for Jr. First off, Uh-oh. I got I gotta say. <laughs> Unlike some unnamed uh, iTunes reviewers, this month in Spider <laughs> History, this month in Spider History is my favorite segment of the show. So keep uh, Look keep the that. hard work going up. Oh, uh, well, thank you funny. very much. You just made my day. <laughs> uh, my question to you is about kind of co- uh, Spider-Man's costume changes. Uh, it seems with Slot, he's been changing costumes a lot more than he used to. And I wonder, has Spider-Man costume changes always kind of been this meaningless? Or was it more <laughs> meaningful back in the day? Or has it ever had a meaning to it? Is that for JR? Oh. What's that? I'm sorry, Don. Oh, that's one, is, is, is that your question or is that like a group question? Uh, well, that was uh, to JR. But if the group wants to chime in, go ahead. Oh, no, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll answer as Dan Slot. <laughs> 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 So I guess clearly you didn't care, you know, when Spider-Man had a blue spider on his back in Amazing Fantasy 15, and it changed in Amazing Spider-Man number one. 
He clearly didn't I care. <laughs> I don't think anyone cared. I don't think anyone cared. I did. <laughs> we know. Well, the, <laughs> the the only time that uh, I think fandom really stood up and noticed when Spider-Man's costume changed was the uh, when he went to the uh, black suit. Um, and that was just supposed to be a, a short gimmick, and it turned out to be extremely popular. Uh, because I mean he'd been he'd been in the same red blue pajamas for the last you know twenty odd years and but yeah now you know now that now when he changes costumes it's of course oh yeah I'll just you know it's another day at the uh, another day at the office so another toy to sell that kind of thing yeah that makes sense True. all right uh, this one goes out to Bertoni what supervillain of the long years of Spider history had the worst evil plan. Just the absolute worst. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could answer this question. Again, <laughs> go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Massacre's soda marketing scheme. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've always been particular to Doc Ock's plan to get everyone addicted to cocaine. What? And when was that? that Wasn't was that in, that, uh, that Punisher no, annual, right? No, that was in one of the Return of the Sinister Six books from the 90s. He wanted to get everyone addicted to cocaine and get all the cocaine in the world. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> kind of, wait a minute. Wait, wait, are we talking like that Eric Larson? Uh, yeah, yeah, around oh, that era. Oh mercy! Well, was, wait a minute. Was that something? Was that by uh, Keith uh, R. A. Oh. Candidio? It was like down on the mean streets or something like that. Because that uh, sounds. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> cocaine <laughs> in the world. What was his end? What was his end game? Like, what, what was he need to gain from you know cokeheads? Uh, I, he just wanted everyone to be addicted to cocaine so he could rule the world, basically. <laughs> because reasons. <laughs> you don't have an issue number on that, do you? Oh, uh, I'll look it up. But uh, Maybe that was the up. arc where Mary Jane did the um, nude scene. Um, oh. Yeah, maybe. Because that, that was one of the Sinister Six stories. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the yeah. worst evil plan ever. Because, I mean, there has been some, like, outlandish ones. And... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a really pointless one, and, like, I mean, I could think of them for Batman villains, like, because there was one where, like, somebody tried to assassinate Barbara Gordon, like, to get her attention, to ask her for help, that we read last year. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something that's stupid. I'm still like, do you remember that, Don? It was, like, it, it was in, like, a 70s Detective Comics issue, like... They tried to assassinate her, and the reason why was because they needed her to protect, like, her help. Her, to protect from the mod. And this was the, uh, and, and they were like, like they were the, working uh, on her campaign as her assistant. So like, they had access to her that they could have asked her at any moment. But it was easier to try I'm to assassinate. I'm trying to think of like, like there's there's one that's sticking out to me, like I remember the Conway run, like it like it has like Ross and Gerard, but like I'm trying, it's not. Like, wasn't the Jackal's involvement of, of the Punisher, like, really con- convoluted or something? But I'm trying to remember something that, like, was along those lines. Well, he he, he uh, framed Spider-Man for the murder of uh, one of the Punisher's sidekicks. Something uh, like that. The issue number was uh, 334 to 339. And it says... Oh, wow. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, huh? yeah. And it says the exact plan was to spread a cure for cocaine addiction. Any person... <laughs> Who is sub- subjected to the gas will violently convulse if they do cocaine. That's that's Michelini, isn't it? Yeah. That's deterring them from doing the drug and possibly helping to break the habit. And then it sounded like a good thing, but he wanted them to make sure all the cokeheads had to pay a lot to get the cure. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like modern healthcare now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's not a cure. That's basically like, 
<laughs> well, like, hey, Ke- hey, Kevin, I'll help you quit smoking. Every time you smoke a cigarette, I'll kick you in the balls. Like, <laughs> he, he's, he's still going to want a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> He'll just be really afraid of me. He'll just be sitting down. That's funny. That's I don't funny. think he even beats that, to be honest. That's, that's, that's asinine. No, you can't top the cocaine addiction. I'll think of something, like, you know, after we've done the podcast and I'm lying in my bed at night, I'm like, oh, of course, that one Dome Antlo issue. I really want Slot to, like, like incorporate that into Superior Spider-Man's plans. Oh, okay, I got one. There you go, there you go. Here it comes. Winding up for the pitch. Felicia's whole plot in the Peter David spectacular run, where, um... Uh, Sabretooth was trying to, like, steal the gold notebook back from her, I think, the the Beyonder gold notebook thing, and he was working for the foreigner. And Spider-Man showed up, and she said, I don't want your help. And Spider-Man helped her. And she got so mad that she did this, like, whole revenge plot to teach Spider-Man a lesson about helping when you don't want to be helped. And it ends with, like, Spider-Man framed for murder, and, like, the cops are surrounding him with guns, and, like, he's just fought the foreigner, and, like, uh, someone is dead. Like, that's one thing that people look over, like, so one is dead because of Felicia's plan. And then, like, she says, you, Spider-Man, you want my help? And he says, no, you're the last person whose help I want. She's like, yes, now you know how it feels. And she, like, <laughs> hands the evidence over to the police. And then she writes him a letter, because this is right before the marriage, saying, huh, <laughs> you helped me when I didn't want your help. Now I helped you when... <laughs> When you don't want my help. And now someone's dead. Ha, 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 ha. Anyway, i got to leave the country for a while now because the foreigner totally wants to kill me for this. <laughs> I'll then see. she snorts some, snorts some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> she showed me that like, in the middle of the night, and I screamed like at 2 a.m. in the morning. That <laughs> That's funny. Oh. All right. Well, Andrew, and, any other questions, sir? Uh, yeah, only two more. Uh, okay. This one to you, Brad Douglas. Yes. What big crossover <laughs> do you think Spider-Man works the best in, like out of all of them? Uh, he doesn't work in cosmic stories. I don't like him on an asteroid fighting somebody. I like street-level stuff. However, my one exception is Secret Wars. But that was – the costume was the main thing that he worked there. I can't name another scene in Secret Wars where it was like, oh, that's very cool that Spider-Man's doing that. He did. Well, he took out the X-Men, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Before, before um, George comes on it correct. But he, did, he didn't need to be on another planet to do either one of those. Um I, I think Civil War worked good. It was it was more of a contained to Earth uh, human story. Um, just uh, not. You like you like like, like like street level crossovers. Did you like Shadowland? Exactly. I actually didn't mind Shadowland. I thought that was pretty good. A lot of people hated it. I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't really do that. I mean, that wasn't really a big Spider-Man related. I didn't like Spider Island. That could be the exception of the rule I just gave you. The hashtag but, uh, saga. The hashtag saga. But he's the Everyman, and the Everyman can't can't relate to being on another planet. Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean, I just don't think that tends to work with this character. In my preference, of Spider-Man story. Unless you're Buzz so, Aldrin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Buzz Spidey. All right, my last one is for both yeah. Don and Bertoni. And, of course, this comes up with every call-in show. Someone has to mention Amazing, amazing Spider-Man Classics. I, I forgot to tell you last night, Don, like, you think we're going to get a Classics question? Because we do every year. <laughs> <laughs> just got one now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my question is, if, if somebody really wanted to continue to kind of build upon where the podcast left off, like, maybe, like, change this few little things around, but would you give it the blessing, or do you think it should probably just rest in peace with uh, Peter Parker? Um, personally, I, 
I'm so it's been it's been like over a year now since the show uh, ended the way it did. That like speaking on my own opinion, if someone else wanted to kind of you know acknowledge what had come before and do it on their own on their own way, like, like starting where we, like the, the recorded shows left off, because there's actually like episodes or there were episodes where we recorded that were actually never released. We actually got up to the uh, issue 50, and, like you know that, the first Kingpin arc, but oh, those wow. weren't released. And uh, we did another movie commentary. Yeah, we did the commentary on Spider-Man too. If people, if someone wants, like you know, who was a fan of the show, wanted to take that and go forward, then honestly, I would have no problem with that. If uh, John wanted to, to go forward with the show without us, I would have more of a problem with that. But if a fan wanted to take the show and kind of do it in the spirit of what we did before, then yeah, they would they would have my proverbial blessing on it. If if I had more time, I I would think it would be fun to have crawl space classes, classics, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would totally it would totally be stealing the, the idea. It's called it Dismos and Spider History, and one of my I, rev- I, I liked what you guys did. I liked the couple issues a month that you reviewed. You went back and you did every issue. I don't have the time to do another show, <laughs> but I think the name sounds good, doesn't it? No, oh, yeah. It's called This Month in Spider History. It is. It's it's um, segment. Th- to answer his question, I because. Within, like, a month of, like, when the end of the show announced, I think two people asked me that question. Like, I'm not going to say the person's name um, because, you know, maybe they don't want this information public. But, like, one person actually asked, you know, can I continue the show? And to me, it's – I have no claim over, like, you know, the classic Spider-Man issues more so than the other guy in the street is. I mean, we did a show on it, but, I mean – Anyone in the world has a right to do a podcast about those issues. They're, I, when I say that they're public domain, they're public podcasting domain. Like, you know, I, if I tried to sell the classic issues, I would get sued by Marvel if they found out. <laughs> but, I mean, anyone could do a podcast on it. It's, you know, I, we don't have exclusive rights to podcast classic Spider-Man issues. My only advice to someone that would try and do it is you got to create your own identity. Because when a podcast tries to be another podcast... It's embarrassing and it fails miserably. Right. Don't be. Right, that makes sense. Thanks. Yeah. Are you going to start the next that show now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Andrew's classics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've been throwing around the idea for a while. I just want to see if you guys would put a blessing to it. So. Cool. Andrew, what were you doing back in 1998 when the Crawl Space went online? Oh, I was I was six. I was six years old. <laughs> probably reading my first few Spidey issues and watching a go. lot of the 90s show. How, how'd you hear the hear the uh, the podcast or the website? How'd you find out about it? Well, I I was thinking of starting my own podcast, so I looked up to see if there's any other Spider-Man podcasts. I'm like, oh, I've already been beat with the best one out here. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> go ahead, man. Uh, get your own niche of Spider-Man. Feel free. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, on. man. And uh, enjoy us on the commute. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. You guys are coming with it with the ass kicking. <laughs> no doubt. He, uh, he's a nice guy, though. No, no, no. They're all great people. Can you imagine? Oh, did he say two hours one way? Yeah. I, that, My God, you got to love a job for that. You must have a lot of <laughs> gas money. Holy cow. Well, I'm glad we can talk to him while he's, well, he's in the car. Uh, Aziz is coming on next. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name is like the bane of our existence. <laughs> Good evening. Aziz, what's going on, sir? Yeah, I'm reading Where comments you? here. I'm reading discussion, and I and remembered uh, a question I had before. I forget. Uh, in the interview with Michelini, uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah, you you said Venom is in one of the top five Spider-Man villains. Uh, uh, at least of my list. Yeah, I like 
Uh, I know Norman was born in Otto Octavius. Who are the other two? Oh, okay. my list or the whole panels or what? Uh, you said he's in the top five. I remember you said he's in the top five villains. I took it as a general. Oh, I, I think gen- I think generally Spider-Man fans have Venom in their top five. I mean, I could be wrong. Is he in the rest of yours? I think that's like like after after Osborne and, and Doctor Octopus and Venom. Who would who would round out the top five? <laughs> Let's see. Um, feel free, anybody. Wh- who do you like? Uh, I I know Don likes the Vulture. Yeah, yeah. He, on Earth too, I do. Um, <laughs> good question. Uh, I want to say Carnage, but like you know, I can't pretend that like Carnage has had a great story. So I don't know if I can say him. Um, and I would like to say Moreland, but like again, Moreland's only been like a handful of stories. So that is Rhino. Uh, I like Rhino. Gosh. Uh... I'm trying to think of somebody that's not a Ditko villain because I don't I don't love the Ditko villains that much. I like the Jackal, but I didn't think he had any good stories after the '70s. But I like his initial motivation that like he was just a sick college professor who couldn't get over Gwen's death, and you know back when it was a simple story. And there's that Conway issue in the '80s where he's punching Carr and saying he was a sick man obsessed with a dead woman, and I liked it kind of mirroring Peter trying to get over Gwen's death. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to include uh, Harry Osborn in there. Uh, mm. I know that JR has said that like he thinks Harry doesn't work as well as a villain as a supporting character, but I think that when he was a villain, he really, really was like like a like he he put Peter through the ringer before Norman came back. So that's four. JR, what, who's in your top? Who rounds out the top five? <coughs> JR. Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, that's interesting because um, really, uh, I think, you know, once you hit the big three, I think everybody else starts being B-list. So it's kind of, it's almost like the top three and then everybody else. Um, But um, I've always been partial to the Kingsley Hobgoblin. Mm, I I thought when he was written well, he he was a great villain. Um, Mysterio is kind of my favorite B-villain, really. Um, I'm with you on this one. For for various reasons, um, um, but um, boy, top five. I don't know. I guess I'd have to go with that. Then I have to go with the original Hobgoblin and uh, Mysterio. Is Venom anywhere on your list, Jr. On the top well, five? he's not my favorite. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. a favorite of mine. I've never particularly liked the character, but I understand why he has the place he has in, in Spider-Man's pantheon of villains. Um, it's just a shame that he wasn't. It's just a shame he didn't come out of the box very well, because yeah. I, I do I I do understand kind of his appeal. Uh, you know, where or where like Osborne and, and Octopus, you know, they're they're kind of they're, they're, they're the, these mad guys with these convoluted plans and and things. And whereas Venom is just an agent of chaos, uh, <laughs> and he and he's just you know he's just power gone mad. Or as as uh, what what did um, to- Tover Gray say? Power with no responsibility. Exa- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So great I, 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 I with great son, power comes great fun. Yeah. And, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I finally kind of saw his appeal because uh, Spencer liked him so much, mm-hmm. you know. And it was kind of like, oh, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of get it now. It's just that sheer unrestrained use of power, you know. So I, I thought out of the box he was good, but the long term game he sucks. I like it because he's such a psycho. I mean, like him stalking yeah. Peter and you know, like coming to his family's houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. That was first few McFarlane issues were great. Aziz, what else you got, sir? Uh, Moreland, yeah. Donovan mentioned Moreland. Uh, 
he chases characters, heroes with animal uh, totem on them. So he chased Spider-Man and chased the Black Panther. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, but he didn't I, I, chase yeah. after Wolverine or the other Spider-Women or Scorpion or the Wolverine. any he, other kids. He hasn't been in very many comics. I, I do kind of remember that that Black Panther fight. Yeah. That Was that Hudlin that wrote that? Or yeah. That's what yeah. it is. T'Challa beat him. I, well, he's still around, no, so yeah. No, sure. <laughs> She took him, ported him. Oh, the female panther took her on. Yeah, took him on. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I ask everybody, is he's where are you calling from? Bahrain. Bahrain. Okay. Bahrain, right? Bahrain, not the Oh, Bahrain. Okay. Got yeah. it. <laughs> we're we're outside of the United States, so I'm limited. I don't know where. <laughs> and um, any other questions for the panel? Okay, my, my last one. Uh, okay. Morland fought Rogue. I mean, they both suck uh, the essence of others Ooh. if touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would this go? So if Morland sucked Rogue or Rogue sucked Morland? Uh oh. That sounds bad. That sounds bad. <laughs> That's in a Max Comics. Who's, who's, well, who, whose power is stronger, I guess? It would just be. Who's, who sucks more? <laughs> <laughs> Who sucks best? <laughs> I'd go with Rogue. <laughs> I would say Moreland because when he hit Spider Man, Spider Man said, "I've never been hit this hard before." <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> Marvel Team Up One Hundred. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Who knows? Well, Aziz, what were you doing back in 1998 when we went online 15 years ago? Uh, I was in school, um, primary school. In school, yeah. Primary. And how'd you hear about the crawl space? Uh, a member here na- named Ridge, Reg- Reggie White Jr. Yep. Uh, I-, I knew him from Toon Zone and uh, followed his blog. Oh, okay. Reggie White Jr., okay. Is that so the guy who played for the friend. Green Bay Packers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yes. I know Toon Zone. Like, I think Toon Zone is like, like an animated website. They must have just like heard about Crawl Space and heard it from there. That's funny. All right, Azizel, I appreciate you talking to us. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. All right, thanks. Bye. I love pizza, too. Oh, he didn't hear that. All right, let's see here. Now we have... Is this Greg XB? Yes. It's his birthday today. Oh, it's Greg's birthday? Yes. All right. Happy birthday, Greg. Uh, Thanks, thanks. And finally, a call I can answer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You've been, how, how's the green room going? Is it still chaotic in there? Uh, Zach's keeping order in there. I play bad cop a little bit. <laughs> I, threatened, oh, I said if anyone hits the call button again, I'll send Italian-Americans to your house to torture comics. <laughs> so, Greg, where are you calling from again? New York. New York. And you have met a few people on the panel, haven't you? I've met Bertone. I've met Kevin, who's not here. And I've met Stella, who's not here. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So what do you got for us, sir? Um, I actually just read Sibling Rivalry, the crossover. What have you all read? Have you any, any of you read this? What do you think of it? What is it? Sibling Rivalry, the superior. <laughs> the, the, the crossover. Knows what I think of it. The, the crossover between uh, Scarlet Spider and Superior Spider-Man team-up. Oh, I've not read that. I've read it. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love the part where Dr. Octopus, like, remembers uh, Kane snapping his neck, because he remembers it, because it's one of his <laughs> memories. <laughs> I think even if people didn't get that, they, they do now, Josh. <laughs> he's, he's, not the most, 
He's not supposed to. When Doctor Octopus was brought back from the dead, um, he didn't have the last few memories of his life. That's why he didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Now, assumedly, he was told that Kane snapped his neck, but there's a difference between remembering that someone told you that Kane snapped your neck and him remembering and having a flashback to it. So, you know, good good job on that, writers. Well, Yost messed up, but uh, I'd still prefer him writing the book, the main book over Slot. The rumor we we had a call earlier that there's thoughts that Scarlet might be ending in at issue number twenty five. What do you think? Oh, I admit it. I enjoy the book. It's not a perfect book, but I like it a lot. I like it more than the main book, and I enjoy Kane. Yeah, exactly. What if what they ended um, Scarlet Spider and Venom and gave them a team up book, like the Adventures of Kane and Flash Thompson? <laughs> and change his name to Abel. Venom, <laughs> with his crazy explanation, Kane's going to go... Kane and Abel. Yeah, as long as they stay out of the microverse, that could be pretty good. How about... Yeah, how about so God, I just read Minimum Carnage Zach made me <laughs> for his podcast. How about they travel the country in the Venomobile? Ooh, hard trap <laughs> With, with uh, like, a sheriff and his son in the car, <laughs> and it'll be called Smokey and the Scarlet. <laughs> this is like, you said like, sheriff and his son. The first thing I thought was Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd read it. I'd read yeah, it. Yeah, I'd buy it. Stay in the house, Tom. Yes. What else you got for Greg? So, JR, do you think this goblin's Norman or not? Oh, boy. You know, I was... As I was writing up my notes to talk about one of the one of the issues that we're going to be talking about later, I was thinking, you know, if it's not Norman, I'm just going to be really pissed off. Um, but see, I, you know, I honestly don't know because I don't think that Slot necessarily plays fair with his mysteries. So, I mean, I honestly, I honestly can't tell you whether or not it is. It's, it's. Uh, I'd like to believe it is because I would like to set up mean something. Um, but uh, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, Slot said recently in an interview that there's another Osborne that's been in the comics, not Norman or Harry, that he's going to bring back, and I'm thinking, who could he be talking about? It cannot be Normie. Please don't let it be Normie. Age of Ultron, Normie from the future. Oh, no. Oh, and while Greg's here, I I, I wanted to bring up something else about that crossover. The Jackal steals, uh... Oh, God. Yeah, okay, so in the past year, not only has Dr. Octopus fondled Peter in bad places, now, Jack, now Jackal has as well. <laughs> well, Let Jackal's been cleaning him for years. He's been doing it for a long time. 27 vials of blood, a little bone marrow, some saliva, hair and nail clippings, oh, and a few dot, 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 other samples, in case I decide to try uh... something more old-fashioned one day, you know, for fun. Oh, that's canon now. <laughs> well, let's. Oh well, it's been obvious to me for years. Peter Parker is his obsession, not Gwen Stacy. It's all the Gwen stuff's all play to get to Peter. Oh, that actually makes sense. Two villains fondle Peter in the past year, and that hasn't been done since the 1984 Power Pack special. <laughs> what did you say? Like, like Josh said on the phone like the other night, the, like the molestable Spider-Man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Man, they had that starring starring Skip Jackal and uh, Doc. Oh, oh God! Man. And uh, was that the name of the guy Skip in that Power Pack thing? Yeah, he looks that, just that looked like Uncle Ben. Yeah. Why did he look like Uncle Ben? Why of all the all the people? <laughs> he, why did he look like Uncle it's Ben? Uncle Ben on man. a mask and like went into Peter's room. Oh, that's <laughs> wrong. so wrong. Uh, what else you got, Greg? Anything else, sir? Uh, not too much. I. Uh, 
just finished reading this crossover a little bit, and, um, and I have to head out soon anyway. I've got some plans, and I just wanted to call in and say hello. Thank you, sir. I'm asking everybody, uh, what were you doing in 1998 when the site went online? What was I doing in 1998? I was still in high school. There you go. Some people were crawling on the ground learning to walk, we've heard so far this show. Nah, and how, I, I, I'm 32. I'm not that young. <laughs> and how did you find out about the crawl space in the podcast? I actually found out by reading JR. So I used to read his articles when they were on Hero Realm. Then he moved over to SpideyKicksButt.com, and I saw a link for the crawl space podcast on the bottom there way back. It was their second yeah. or third show, and I've been listening ever since. Cha-ching. You've missed all 200 shows? My God. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's dedication. Well, Greg, thank you, my friend, for calling in. Um, thank you for having me. Thanks, buddy. All right. Have Bye. a good day. <laughs> this is running pretty smoothly after the first uh, Rocky Star. I know. It's, it's almost like clockwork. Knock on don't, wood. Don't, don't jinx it yet. <laughs> Look at that, Jerry. You, you brought a new one in. I tell you, I should be getting royalties. <laughs> Where's my money, honey? Wait, you, you mean money? you mean you mean JR's not getting royalties and we all are, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we this have is, Phantom. This is gonna be awkward. <laughs> Phantom. Oh, well, that's like what? That's like that's like what? Just the Miller or Meet the Millers, right? You you guys are getting paid. <laughs> Phantom, what's going on? I didn't call me Roxas, but yeah, I'm doing fine. Roxas, cool. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from California. California, cool. What's your question for the group for the panelists? Um, I noticed that in the November solicitations, Venom is missing. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it is ending in October, and that will directly lead into Darkest Hours? Da, da, da. What's Darkest Hours? What am I missing? It's a that? crossover between uh, Superior Spider-Man and Venom. Venom kicks it's- Superior Spider-Man's ass. Oh, they'll, pro- they'll probably relaunch it, won't they? Like Bertoni was saying a couple of callers ago, Venom had the highest number of all Marvel titles, didn't he? Except for X Factor, which is also ending, yeah. By number, you right. mean like, yeah, like, like issue number? Yes. Right. I think it's time to reboot. And the feel, to me, it feels like like uh, there's still there is still potential for Flash. He says, not reading the comic book, but he, he says that there's there's a uh, there's still potential for Flash as a Venom character in his own adventures. So I don't know if like uh, I, I wouldn't want that that kind of character to be just relegated to you know like space Valkyrie adventure stories. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what I, I don't like reboots for the sake of reboot. Like because nowadays it's like if you change an artist, it's a reboot. If there's a new writer, it's a reboot. If the hero, you know, like d- buys a new detergent, it's a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> like when New Avengers were booted before Marvel Now, I asked someone why, and they said, "Well, it's because they ended the story that they were telling." Was yeah, like, really? Not- like my favorite line is where Kevin says, "You know, you've been on the book too long when you've written two issues of number twelve. Yeah. <laughs> The number 12 twice, yeah. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Um, what I find interesting is that Venom, uh, the final issue solicited is 42, and it specifically mentions Mephisto. Oh, man. Oh, oh no, I didn't even see that. <laughs> didn't he fight him so, before, though, in, the, in a bad story? Yeah, in that yeah, circle of four the, with all the... Yeah, God, that most. was bad. Basically, God, circle that. of four is like, they're following up on the thread of that, and so... It's like saying that it's all-out war with Venom, Mania, Crossbones, the DOA, and Mephisto. The DOA? <laughs> the dead on arrival? Wow. Well, doesn't Venom still have something evil inside of him from that storyline? The symbiote? Yeah. Uh, he has, yeah. like, his own demon thing. 
And right. Colin Bunty's like this whole descent thing where like Venom could possibly take Mephisto's place in hell. The oh, descent no. of the sails. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. That but, Flash Thompson as as the, the the you know the person in charge of hell. What? <laughs> we'll yeah. just call it high school. <laughs> <laughs> hey dweebs, you're in hell. <laughs> hey dweebs, love you're gonna get a wedgie in this fourth level. <laughs> and so I'm really curious how this would tie into the Hell on Earth war that Peter David just had wrapped up in. Uh, X Factor. Oh, you're adorable. You think that they care? <laughs> I think uh, Iron Man book acknowledging things that other people wrote. <laughs> so, Thompson and Guido yeah. are down there in hell with Mephisto, huh? On a um, previous podcast, he's dated Betty Brandt. <laughs> he can yeah. take Mephisto on. On a on a previous podcast, I think Kevin brought that up, and he said that Peter David had said that there was no connection between those stories. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got for us, Phantom? Or, what's your handle on the bar at Roxas? Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Um, also, this whole thing about cataclysm with the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. And how it outright says that Miles is going to go to the Marvel Universe. What? Yeah, that's in the Holy solution. crap. Galactus has his hand around him. Miles comes to the Marvel U. Huh. So... I was thinking that because one of the reasons behind One More Day happening was that what uh, Spider-Man is supposed to be about youth. Um, what if Miles could become Spider-Man and live out that Spider-Man has to be youthful theme, allowing Peter to do his own thing if he ever comes back? I think that would be a great idea because you, you, cause I think Mar- Miles Morales can can... I think kids can, can get along with him, and people can like him as a younger Spider-Man, like Ultimate Spider-Man or whatever, and they can introduce him in other media while you have, you know, a more uh, long-stayed uh, Spider-Man do his own thing. And I think that he has a history behind him, because for, for comparison's sake, I think of Sam Alexander, the new Nova, because when he was first introduced, there was a huge backlash against him, because people thought that he was, like, placing Richard Ryder, but with Miles, you have, like, a huge backstory for him because of the Ultimate Universe stories. So if you put him into 616, uh, it won't feel as forced. It would be, like, a natural progression. I don't know if I would say a natural progression from bringing one character to a, from one dimension to another. But I, I, I take your meaning that, like, uh, it, 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 it won't... It, they're not, like, forcing this successor upon you. It's not that hard to follow, I don't think. Yeah. Or maybe it might be. <laughs> I'm not sure. What I mean is, is that this, this is the one who's already proven himself. I mean, what, what, what do you guys think? Would you like not like that? Would you not like that? No. I, uh, well, it could work kind of like the bat people do. Yeah. I mean, you... You, you have no have idea what the like, bat people do. <laughs> well, I, uh, kind of, a little bit. I'm getting... Cl- uh, Nightwing works quite well yeah. in the bat universe. Yeah, like... Oh, you mean like, like different uh, characters of, of, diff- of same... Yeah, I, I mean, he doesn't have to be Spider-Man. He could be something else. I mean, he could be... Well, uh, I think like the Flash. Like, you know, you can have Barry Allen and... and Jay, or like Jay Garrick and Wally West were both called the Flash, and they have like they have different people and they have different costumes. You can have Miles be Spider-Man and Peter be Spider-Man. Uh, I think it makes Miles too cosmic of a character when, like, he, instead of him being, you know, the kid trying to step in the Spider-Man shoes, he's now the kid from another reality trying to, like, integrate into the Marvel Universe. It changes his story. I, I don't think he's going to be permanent. I think it's just, like, the way that Peter went to Ultimate, it's going to be him going to 616, and then he'll be back in Ultimate by the end of the story. 
Yeah, because who knows? Because Cataclysm is going to go on until January, so it depends oh, on how it's in there. Yeah. All right, uh, fandom. Anything else? Any other final thoughts or? Um, you say? That was just about it. I think those are like okay. I wanted to deal with the solicit. Cool. Speech. Appreciate it. Uh, what uh, were you doing back in 1998? We're asking everybody this. Um, when the site went online, I was five. <laughs> and how did you discover the crawl space? I discovered the crawl space about two years ago when I was looking up like ma- like major Spider-Man fan sites because I'm still very recent, like new to getting to, like actually reading comics because I'm uh-huh. I'm poor so I have to rely on getting trades every now and then. Yeah. Four dollars is making all of us poor. <laughs> God damn it, Marvel. <laughs> we'll end on that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. No problem. All right. See you. Bye. All right. Let's start off like, like uh, all of our intros. What were you doing in 1998? Besides you, Brian. <laughs> I was in college starting a website. That's what I was doing in 1998. We have Superior Alex... As our next caller, let me add him to the line. We got a ton of people still in the green room the waiting to get in. Alex, the superior Alex, not just Alex, the superior Alex. <laughs> Welcome, sir. Hi. So, what makes you superior, Alex? Uh, well, there's another Alex in the chat, so we have to differentiate ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps things simple. I like it. I like it. Where are you calling from, Alex? Uh, superior Alex. Sorry. Uh, the UK. The UK, cool. So what's your question for the panelists or the panel? Um, this literally just came to me right now as I was looking at my trade collection. I was looking at the Walking Dead trades I have, and I kind of thought, what do you think Peter Parker would do in if he was in the world of the Walking Dead? Like, how long do you think he would survive in that kind of situation? That's like totally offbeat, I just thought of it. Spider-Sense is helpful. Yeah, Spider-Sense is good. Because um, otherwise, he'd get shot in the back, because everyone's always drawing guns on each other in, in the show. In the show, at least. I'm only, like, you know, 10 or 12 issues into the comic. I think he's, he'll do okay. I remember that Jason Aaron story, that miniseries. He was uh, a survivalist Peter. I mean, he uh, his costume was all torn. He'd been by himself for a while, and he tried to create stuff. I think he'd try to create stuff. I mean, he's still a scientist. He would try to try to make his life better in a post-apocalypse. If he cured the lizard, he'd probably, like, try and cook up something to cure the zombies. Well, we've seen how he is as, as a zombie in Marvel Zombies. He would have Aunt May and Mary Jane for breakfast. <laughs> and he'd, he'd solve the Carl stay in the house problem real quickly with web fluid. Yeah. What do you think would happen? Superior uh, Alex? That sounds so I'll ask you that. <laughs> I, I, I really like that name. We should stick with that. Uh, I think, like, like what Josh said, Spider-Sense would really help in that kind of thing. On, like, right. attacks and that. Yeah. All right. What else you got for us, buddy? Uh, this is for Don, Chris, and Josh. Uh, which <laughs> Spider-Man supporting characters would you most want to see get their own book? Like, you got Morbius, Scarlet Spider, Venom, that kind of thing. What's that kind of thing? It's like, uh, which character would you see have adventures away from Spider-Man yeah. status quo? Yeah. Good question. I said this on another show that, like, if you give Mary Jane a miniseries, but it cannot be a Spider-Man adventure. She has to be doing something on her own away from Spider-Man. God. Yeah, Mary Jane would be a good book. 
I don't uh, know about an ongoing, but a miniseries where she's on an adventure. I mean, we had a Mary Jane ongoing. And I know they, like, they've done this in the past, but maybe like the Bugle. And like I'm trying to think, like, cause I know a lot of the old Bugle characters aren't there anymore, but like the only ones that we recognize are Robbie and Ben Yurick, and all of them are like, are, like you know, like like uh like the people we don't like, like Nora Nora Winters. But like I think like 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 a, a straightforward like like you know I don't know I know they've done, done this before, but that's the only characters that I would care to read about. Uh, like, they like could Bugle create new characters too, and like do like yeah. a Gotham Central type uh, Bugle. Yeah, book. that's what I was thinking of a Gotham Central thing. I don't remember the story of that Daily Bugle uh, miniseries. It was in black and white, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I re- you guys remember that miniseries? I, I remember they got a picture of a ma- of the mayor with like a hooker or something. <laughs> and there's the scene where Betty Brant's like waiting for Peter at a restaurant, and you see on the news that like Spider Man stopped a fire, and then Peter shows up, and Betty says, "You smell like barbecue." <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Chris, and what, what's your reply? What would you like? Well, I think the, the last time this question came up on the podcast, my answer was I already got my wish because I wanted Doc Ock to have yeah. his uh, series as Spider-Man months ago, and I got my wish. Um, so it's kind of hard to think of what my second choice would be. So um, I, I think I have to just say I've already got my wish. I don't have another answer. How about how about let's do a love boat type Marvel book what? where <laughs> we're actually more more accurate would be Cheers. How about we have a guy that owns that superhero bar that uh, you have a revolving and. The the guy is just like the barkeep, and he has a different adventure every week with the different it's people always, that come in. Always being proposed oh. to by Benjamin Brandt. Yeah, wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't sell for shit, but I'd read it. <laughs> Cheers, the comic book is what you want. Cheers, you'd have like a Diane Chambers in there. She'd be perfect. There, that's where Diane Chambers went. I was like shooting you, Foggy Nelson. Uh, you know, it's like he caught, caught me caught me in bed with his wife. <laughs> you, what's the name of the dog from uh, the in, Inhumans? Lockjaw. Lockjaw walks in. Hey, Lockjaw, what's it like? It's a dog eat dog world, and I got milk bone underwear. Yeah, that's lines like that. I think it'd be great. Anybody else picking up spider cheers? Making your way in the world today <laughs> takes today. everything you got. Galactus eats your planet, <laughs> and Doc Ock takes the sun extra hot. <laughs> Where do you want to get away? That'd be funny. I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> Some down for where Spider- the Punisher blows you away. <laughs> he always like shoots up people in that bar, doesn't he? <laughs> Can you imagine Frank Castle walking in, special appearance by the Punisher? And the last episode of, of Spider Cheers. Yeah. Spider Cheers. <laughs> the first in the, it, it's a one shot. Like at the end, Frank uh, Castle kills everyone. JR, are you buying Spider Cheers? No. <laughs> Okay, I didn't think so. I knew my answer when I asked him. Isn't that what lawyers are supposed to do, Chris? You know the answer when you ask it. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, sorry, How Alex. people in this room want to kill this woman right now? <laughs> Superior Alex, any other questions for the panel? Uh, no, I'm good, thanks. Okay. You got a smart mask? Uh, what were you doing back in 1998 when the site went online? Uh, I was four. Four? <laughs> yeah, I, was, okay. I, didn't, I didn't have internet, probably. <laughs> no internet in the womb, man. Younger, uh, <laughs> and everybody's younger than me. It's crazy. I'll tell you what, and uh, how did you discover the crawl space in the podcast? Uh, I really don't know. I remember I found the message board when I was twelve, and I like, okay. and I and I signed up, 
and I uh, and there was like a thing saying, if you're not 13, tick this, and I ticked it, and you sent me an email saying, just tick the box. <laughs> 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 oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Did I really? That's, that's really funny. <laughs> Try to do it. Sure, <laughs> you don't need your parents. Come on, just like a dog. <laughs> that's awesome. I think an automated email sent. <laughs> and the second one probably was me. <laughs> that's awesome. Alex, thanks for calling in, my friend. No problem. <laughs> thanks. Bye bye.